We now continue with more of The Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Milton and The Smash. That's right, buddy. We are back at The Mark Milton Show presented by stltaxlawyer.com. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision oh, yeah. and should not be based solely on advertisements. We were very fortunate in the first half hour to have the mayor of Ferguson, Mr. James Knowles, as our guest. I enjoyed hearing his perspective, yeah. um, you know, straight from the horse's mouth, so to mm-hmm. speak, as somebody who's really, um, I don't know if there's anyone in America who has dealt with these issues to the extent he has over the last yeah. six, seven years. Think about so that. That's it's pretty, right. pretty incredible stuff. So, well, Smash, you know, I'm curious uh, to get your perspective because you're somebody who, you know, grew up in an African-American community in Indianapolis. Um, I know you've got a very good relationship with the African, African-American community here in St. Louis. Um, what are you feeling right now? What, what's your heart telling you? Well, I saw the changes as they, they came. I, I luckily uh, grew up in a very important part of time in uh, in america and still growing up watching what's going on now but you know um, we're immigrants from greece that's a country and uh when we first came moving to the neighborhood in indianapolis it was all europeans a lot of latvians i never forget that because they all played volleyball in their backyards man it's wild it's like a volleyball town and uh then after that uh the hillbillies moved in and I got to be a hillbilly for a long time. That was magnificent. Still kind of am. And then the black community started moving in. At that particular point in time, I was of an adult level in age that I went to college. And in college, the protest movements began. It began in the uh, early mid-60s, back when I was at Shore Ridge High School in Indianapolis. And, you know, of course, uh, just an amazing thing to see the gathering of people, and at that particular point in time, there was a segregational quota in your mind. It was wild to see white folks marching with black folks on the protest because the protest was really for the black folks and the way they had been treated in society up to that particular moment in time. So it was interesting at that point because back then we were open to the understanding that there are different people everybody's got different skin color. Uh, you know, you can appreciate that and there for come their beliefs based on the way they were, uh, traded. I was fortunate that I went to high school it was about 85% black. I was one of the few, uh, white athletes who was voted the president of the class. And, uh, and then I watched this whole thing go to a violent. And back in those days, there might've been one or two cities where you saw some burning and looting. Now, it's all across the country. It's the wildest thing. And the thing about it was it was all about making an impact. And that impact was change. And that change in reality, as it is still today, is the change of how do you treat people? You know, how are people going to be able to prosper if you're mistreating them? How are they going to be able to prosper by treating them well and treating people correctly and taking the capabilities that those people have and making a greater country out of the whole deal, making a better community out of the whole deal. So that's what we're seeing here. The problem is we've got to be a country that uh, loves the spectacle of destruction. Mm -hmm. And in that, it was wild to see the Watts uh, riots 
when uh, Rodney King had uh, his situation. It's wild to, to see the, the burnings and the lootings in various other parts of the country, but it was never a across-the-country thing. Right. And so that's what this is, and that, of course, is due to television. In my opinion, heavily due to social media. Absolutely. Because now everybody knows what everybody's doing, and, hey, everybody, we're meeting at 10 o'clock over here, and we're going to burn, baby, burn. And, well, yeah, and, and folks show up for that stuff. Well, and something that struck me in talking with Mayor Knowles is the the level of coordination. Mm-hmm. Not not just not just coordinated protests, but yeah. like coordinated destruction. Yeah. And you t- you kind of touched on this earlier in terms of like in the '60s civil rights movement, there was a purpose. There yeah. was a civil rights a coordinated sort of end goal. Or yeah. you know, we had you know, I have a dream. Martin Luther King, yeah. he was advocating for. Give us equal rights. I mean, that, exactly. at that time, like, black people didn't have equal rights. Yeah. And I think what's hard to understand right now as a white person, um, you know, who, you know, grew up middle class and, and uh, certainly, I mean, I went to a high school that probably had uh, a third of our, you know, uh, high school class was mm-hmm. African-American and I have African-American friends and those things. And I've always felt like in my own experience, race relations have have improved i feel like if you look at society uh, yeah um obviously we're not where we need to be we can't have officers you know killing people in the street kneeling on their neck and and basically committing murder um but i just wish we could get to a point where we don't just jump to the place where well he killed him because he was black yeah i don't think we i mean that's 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 the assumption everyone yeah. has made and it's created that's this, the automatic that's the automatic assumption whereas what if he was some white meth head who was given given yeah. attitude and he did the same thing you yeah. would never hear we would never hear anything about right. it maybe i'm maybe i'm off here but i just i, I don't understand the how the destruction you know burning down small businesses attacking police officers like how does that get us anywhere in terms of a better society, a more just society. I just don't, I well, don't understand the means. It's the idea of putting people in their place. Meaning, if you got all this violence going on over here, you surely don't want it 10 miles down the road where you happen to live. And so they put people in place to fire this thing up. They know it's going to go all over the world, all over the country via media. And in firing those people up, they put fear in the hearts of those who are outside of it. And the outside folk are the ones who need to be more afraid than those who are downtown because you don't want that coming out to your area. And if it does come out to your area, imagine that $500,000 house I bought getting burnt, getting looted, whatever the case may be. So what the undercurrent bosses of a riotous movement want is to instill fear. And part of that fear is this will never change because now part of that fear goes into the rioters because they are under the impression this will never change unless I firebomb this place. This will never change unless I get rid of this bookstore. Oh, whoops. Sorry. It's an African-American bookstore uh, owned by African-American folk. And uh, I shouldn't have done that. But, hey, burn, baby, burn. So I see what the undercurrent is, and the undercurrent is to never let change happen because if change happens you ain't got the undercurrent and the undercurrent is being funded by somebody and the undercurrent is making things happen and with that uh you're going to see a constant on this until the undercurrent says all right we're going to lay back for a while something else will come don't worry about it and we'll burn onto something else yeah i mean in st louis we had a 7-eleven burn at 17th yeah. and pine that largely serves you know african-american right. community the homeless down there it's right. just 
it's so senseless to me. And I just wish, like the mayor said, I mean, there are people, there are community organizers that, you know, I think there can be conversations about what we can do to improve. I just don't see, uh, you know, President Trump came out and labeled Antifa as terrorist organization. You know, I don't know. All, I don't know a whole lot about Antifa or what their end mm-hmm. goal is. I know they've been described as anarchists. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I think as a society, we should at least, and I think most people do agree that like the destruction mm-hmm. and the looting is, is unjustified and shouldn't, shouldn't be happening. But I don't feel like this movement, whether it be the protesters or the, the anarchists and the, and yeah. the looters, like they don't have a leader or they don't have, like, I don't, I don't see a common. Well, sometimes the best or, way to lead is to not be seen. All well, right? What's their end goal? The end goal is to just keep fear? this thing going. St- but why? What's the point? Because they're getting funded by something. <laughs> I just don't I'm understand. serious, man. I, I just... Antifa, by the way, is a uh, organization built on anti-fascism. And that's a shortening of anti-fascism is Antifa. Right. And that's what the whole, whole deal is. So they're against the government as it is right now. Because they believe that Trump is a fascist. Exactly that's right. the idea. Exactly and right. And this is going to somehow prevent him. Exactly from, right. Yeah. So... Uh, you go out, you write, you loot, do whatever. And, uh, hey, if you get a TV out of the deal, well, I tell you what, I don't need to come back. I got my new big screen, you know? But don't you think that you, we talk about silent majorities? I think most people are afraid to speak out and say things like, well, this is wrong. This needs to stop. Right. Law, laws need to be enforced. And I think there's an undercurrent. You talk about undercurrent. I think there's an undercurrent. Definitely. Of, a, 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 a much more than a majority of people mm-hmm. that say enough's enough. We have to enforce our laws. You've got the, the city prosecutor, Kim Gardner, released everyone who was arrested yeah uh, these are criminals they, they were arrested not for protesting they were arrested because they were throwing right. fireworks and rocks yeah and setting fires and they were released with no charges what what message does that send well they were having uh, emotionals and uh the message is you know what there's no punishment that's been a message for a long long time there's no punishment so if you're gonna go throw a molotov cocktail in the building the building burns down Put you in jail a couple of days to teach you your lesson. What you going to do? You're going to go ahead and throw another Molotov, and hopefully you're not going to get caught the next time. So there's, there's no, no punishment. There's too. no and there's and there and therefore there's no deterrent effect. Exactly right. If you don't punish people for wrongdoing, then yeah. you know there's no reason for somebody else not to do it because that is wrongdoing. However, and I'm saying this in the wrong way. I understand what he's doing. Uh, President Obama just the other day said, you know, this country was was built on protest. Okay, that's good. It was. But was it built on anarchism? If anarchism is a part of protest, then no, this country wasn't built on protest because those early settlers, the colonists, those guys, Jefferson, all of them, they were they were uh, they were the Antifa of their day against the British rule. Well, and when I see some of these these rioters, anarchist protesters, I don't see people out there fighting for racial justice. I see angry, just bitter people yeah. who they're just it's an out this has been an outlet for them to go out and exactly. just ex, you know express their rage mm-hmm. against their own plight in in life and, yeah. and um again i go back to the officers i just I, I just it makes me cringe to sit there and watch them just take this and not be able to to fight back and protect themselves well yeah, it, i was going to ask mayor Knowles that but we ran out of time is, is you know how do the police maintain the calm now mm-hmm. i understand when they have to get violent because they're being oppressed in a certain way but how do they maintain the calm and you got people in your face people spitting on you spitting on your shield or whatever it is, and nobody moving on the police line you know 
bravo on that. Yeah, and we've even seen, you know, I, I kudos to the reporters that go out there and cover this stuff. Yeah. I said to my my wife, I was like, I wouldn't want to be out there I know. covering this. Because you don't seen, know where the bullets are flying. It might be flying at you. Right. Or, you know, like we've seen uh, the reporter in D.C. attacked, mm -hmm. you know, by the, by the demonstrators. Yeah. And uh, it's definitely... Uh, Scary times. Well, you know, we're not going to solve all the world's problems here. Um, but uh, I enjoy getting your perspective as somebody who's who's seen a lot, uh, been through a lot, yep. and uh, appreciate your perspective well, on this. I appreciate the work you do as the St. Louis tax lawyer. Because I tell you what, this guy wasn't helping me as a St. Louis tax lawyer for my problems that I incurred over the last 13 years. Then uh, I'd be... I'd be in a whole hell of a lot of more trouble. Well, we so. can talk about the IRS when we get back on okay. our last segment. Uh, yeah, so no we'll, problem with that. We'll take another That's break. A good man this right is the, there. the Mark Milton Show. You it can is. find us on 590, 590thefan.com, right. themarkmiltonshow.com, uh, and anywhere you podcast. So we'll be right back in a second.